And today I want to take your attention to words and I want to title my message today as not for sale. Not for sale. I remember a couple of years ago in Bangalore, we had a, we had a street called Commercial Street, which is a very uh, a, a fantastic area for you to go in and uh, a shop and see a lot of people. And uh, it's crazy how packed that entire street is. I don't know if there is any street here um, in, in, in Dallas that I can compare it with. But in, in Commercial Street, there was this one store that was selling all antique stuff, all ancient and antique stuff. Some of them probably were stolen, I don't know. <laughs> or some of them were, you know, just there for display. As I was walking through, there were different artifacts that had different price tags on it. There was something that was for almost $50,000 and different price range that I saw. Huge collection of artifacts. And out of all of that, there was one huge piece that I saw almost in the middle of the, the, the store. And there was a tag on it. This is not for sale. Everything around it had a price tag, but this one thing was not for sale. I just want to take your attention towards a scripture that I want to read from 1 Kings chapter 21, verse 1 to 4. 1 Kings chapter 21, verses 1 to 4. This is how it goes. Sometime later, there was an incident involving a vineyard belonging to Naboth the Jezreelite. The vineyard was in Jezreel, close to the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. Ahab said to Naboth, let me have your vineyard to use for a vegetable, vegetable garden, since it is close to my palace. In exchange, I will give you a better vineyard, or if you prefer, I will pay you whatever it is worth. Verse 3, but Naboth replied, the Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my ancestors. Verse 4, so Ahab went home sullen and angry because Naboth the Jezreelite had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my ancestors. He lay on his bed sulking and refused to eat. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the scripture. Ask your blessings. Bless it as I divide it to your people. Father, I pray your grace will cover, multiply and make it a blessing in Jesus' name. As I take your attention towards the scripture here today, I want to portion out the first part of this message that Ahab has approached this one guy called Naboth, who owns a vineyard. He has a vineyard. And you have to understand, a vineyard is not something easy to grow and it doesn't just happen in six months like the vegetable garden. A vineyard takes years of cultivation. It's a lot of work. A vineyard is passed on to generations. And each of them would say that my forefathers have worked hard enough to protect this area for us to now use this vineyard. 
We use the grapes. We use, we make wine out of it. We, this is the main source of income in our life. A vineyard was passed on as an inheritance. Vegetable gardens was not. It's seasonal. It comes. You use it. You till the ground again the next season. You take the harvest. You use it. It is seasonal. But a vineyard was considered to be one of the best inheritance that any Jewish father or back in those days can hand it over to their children. Are you with me, church? And it is not something that you will just pass it away. It is a prized possession that has been passed on to you. A vineyard in the whole Bible, when you look into it, it signifies God's holy church. A vineyard signifies God's family. A vineyard signifies God's promises. In all through God's word, when we look into that aspect, a vineyard signifies salvation through Christ Jesus. Are you with me, church? And that is why in, in, in Psalms, you, you would see the portion in Psalms, you would see Psalms uh, chapter 80, verse 8 and 9. You see that you transplanted a vine from Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it and took root and filled the land. What is the Bible talking about here? Lord, I was in the midst of something messy, but you took me out from that and you have planted me as a family for your kingdom. Are you with me? And that is why each of us in this room, we have a calling. Why? Because we are counted in the new Israel God has called us into. We have a calling here because of the work Christ Jesus has already done. And here in the background of the story, as we go back into the story here, we look into the portion where Naboth is uh, being questioned and asked by Ahab, hey, you know what? Can you give me the portion of land you occupy here? I want to turn it into a vegetable garden because I love vegetable garden close to my palace. You know, I just want to walk outside and harvest them for my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I don't want to have a vineyard around me. So would you please give me this land? And he thought this land was great and wonderful, right? And Samaria or his palace, Ahab's palace, was on a hill country or a hill nation where uh, 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 it, it was not a nice place for him to have the vineyard around, perhaps. And he thought and he looked around and he said, you know what? I will give you another better place or I will give you money worth this land. All I want you to leave, all I want you to do is leave this place and go somewhere else. All I want you to do is to leave the business you are doing right now. All I want you to do is to leave this area completely. Let me take over, convert the vineyard into a vegetable garden. Brothers and sisters, as we look through the God's word, this is, there are certain things that we have to understand. Inheritance passed on by our ancestors. What are some things that our forefathers, our parents have deposited into us, transferred into our lives? 
What are those things that you are standing right now, but you know it is, the, it is, it, it is something that our parents have taught us into. Something that we have received from above. And sometimes or perhaps we may have, we might be the first generation believer in this room. Or perhaps we might be the ones who are passing on to the next generation. And I pray, no matter what spectrum you fit in today, what you have received should not be put on sale. Vineyard represents salvation through Christ Jesus. Just because something is so attractive, just because something is so good, do not sell what God has given it to you. Are you with me? Do not sell what God has provided it to. Just for the sake of few extra dollars, just for the sake of few extra minutes of pleasure, for the sake of few hours of, you know, being in that prominence, do not forsake your salvation. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Now let me say this one thing. I am saved by Christ Jesus. There is nothing more I can do to earn the salvation of Jesus Christ because He has already done everything I need in my life. All I needed to do was accept His grace, receive Him. But I can walk away from that if I forfeit His grace over my life. If I say, God, I don't need this anymore, I can choose something over God's work in my life. But I have to make a declaration in this room. My life is not for sale. The convictions that I hold is not for sale. The principles I stand on is not for sale. Are you with me, church? I'm not trying to make a doctrinal statement here, but I'm saying as a Christian, somebody who has followed Christ as their Savior in their life, and we continuing to do that, my life is not for sale. Just because somebody offered me a position, just because somebody gave me extra dollars, that doesn't mean that I will quit working and walking in the ways of God. My life is not for sale. This inheritance was passed on to me. From my forefathers. Nabat looked into the eye of the Ahab, eye of the king, and he said, He's the supreme commander. And he said, Perhaps he looked into the eye and he said, You might be the supreme commander over this area, but I represent somebody else. My land is not for sale. My land was given by my ancestors. They have worked hard, and I will not turn it away into a vegetable garden as you please. This is the precious property God has given. And this will be used to glorify God. This land cannot be used for any other purpose. Are you with me, church? That's our life. I wonder how many of us are today balancing between two extreme worlds. I wonder how many people today are balancing between one life here, another life there. No, as a Christian, as a child of God, we don't do that. Sunday morning, I want to praise God. Monday to Saturday, I want to praise something else. No, brother. You either sit here and worship God or you will be wherever you want. If we have found a place in this room right now, understand I am saved by the redemptive work of my almighty God. And I declare under my voice today, all of us would say, my life 
It's not for sale. Something that I hold on to. Remember who you are. Listen, everybody wants to make a difference in this world. Everybody wants to make a difference in this world. Listen, to make a difference, you must be different. Are you with me? To make a difference, you must be different. And here we are. I just want to follow everybody who's on social media looking good. And I just want to do the same trends and same things that I can easily fit in. God did not ask you to fit in. The more you stand out, people will recognize who you are and whose you are. Let them have a reason to follow you. Let them have a reason to see a difference in you. You can only make a difference by being different. And each of us in this room, I declare that I will not let the enemy covet upon each of our salvations. I am called, I'm chosen by the precious redemptive work of my almighty God. And I declare today, my life is not for sale. My ministry is not for sale. My church, my leadership, our anointing is not for sale. Praise the Lord. And of course, while you're listening to this message, literally when you take it, you know, you might see uh, the advertisement of our church on, on the real estate market for sale. That was something that is not part of what I'm preaching right now. <laughs> but I'm praying to, can I tell you something? God is going to do something greater. <laughs> beyond our expectation, beyond our imagination. God is about to do it. I sense that God is about to do it. Do you believe with me? Can we just agree to pray once real quick? Every eye closed right now. We're just going to pray right now. God, you have promised great things and the best is yet to come. Come on, church. This is what God has promised to us years and years ago. And today, God, we pray in Jesus' name. What no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has ever perceived. Father, we are a church. We stand for your work and your ways and your principles. God, we pray that you will help us. And you will take us to a place of expansion for the growth of this ministry. In Jesus' name. Amen. But in all of it, understand church. In all of this, our life is very valuable. We must be a different person. In the school that I am, in the college that I am, in the workspace that I am, how different are we? Am I talking the same language as everybody else? Am I trying to be like them? Listen, God has called us to be different. The reason why the disciples of Christ made a difference was simply because they did not fit in the world. They were in the world, but believe they were not of the world. God has called us to be different. Our work, our, 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 our talk, our work, our walk, I pray it'll be different. When somebody sees us from a mile away, they see that a Christian, a child of God is walking and approaching me. When they hear us on our phone conversations or our messages, they know that there is something different about this person. He does not get mad like everybody else. He does not cuss like everybody else. Although we all have weaknesses, but we rely on the grace of God in every single walk and ways of our life. Let me bring your attention towards the next thing that I want to mention here is that 
Ahab said to Naboth, Let me have your vineyard to use for a vegetable garden, since it is close to my palace. Listen to this. The enemy is after everything that makes a difference. Let me repeat that. The enemy is after everything that makes a difference. Some of us might think, why am I I'm dealing with all these issues? Why am I going through this cycle of, hey, you know what? The other day I read a post somewhere, I don't know where it was. Following Jesus doesn't mean that we don't have troubles in our life. But we have the courage to face that through the grace of the Almighty God. And that is what we have to, the enemy is after everything that makes a difference. The enemy is after everything that makes a difference. And that is why some of us are going through real struggles in, in our life. Instagram may look cool and good, but in the real life, reels are good, but in the real life, we're some messy areas. We're dealing with some struggles. God knows that. You know why the enemy tries to bring that back and back and again in your life? It's because he knows. If only he can derail you. He can conquer you. Because if you stand strong the way you are doing right now, if you start preaching the gospel, uh, walking in the walk of God and, and, and talking the words of God into the lives of people that are hopeless and destitute, can I tell you, people are going to be saved. And who knows it better? Who knows it better? The enemy knows it better. And that is why when, when you are about to pray for somebody, you'll be like, can I pray? There was a brother that I met. He said, Pastor, I myself, I'm dealing with all these issues. But somehow I got the courage to pray for that brother. Somehow I got the courage. He said, Pastor, this was many years ago. Pastor, my life is messed up. I know my life is messed up, Pastor. But somehow I got the courage to pray for that family. Can I tell you, brothers and sisters, when you start obeying God, your words that come out of your mouth delivers those people around you. The enemy is after everything that can make a difference. Your life can make a difference. Your testimony can make a difference. Are you with me, church? Your life can make a difference. Your testimony can make a difference. The way we walk, the way we talk can make a difference. And that is why the enemy tries to get you out from the plans and purposes of God Almighty. Listen, in uh, Genesis chapter 25, verse 29, uh, before I go to Genesis chapter 25, I wanna, let me take you to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16, it says that there may be, there be no immoral or godless person like Esau who sold his own birthright for a single meal. Listen to the words that the writer of Hebrews mentioned here, mentions here that there be no immoral or godless person like Esau, an immoral and a godless person. Like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. 
Genesis chapter 25 verse 29 is the backdrop of that story that you can read and probably we have already read it. It says, when Jacob had cooked stew, Esau came in from the field and he was famished. And Esau said to Jacob, please let me have a swallow of that red stuff there. And I am famished. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, first sell me your birthright. He sold his birthright just because he wanted to drink that stew and he was tired. He sold his, sold his birthright. I'm just asking my church here, just because of a situation that we are in, right? Some of us make permanent decisions based on temporary situations. Situations keep changing. We never make permanent decisions based on a temporary situation. This guy is hungry. He walks into the place and in the room and somebody is cooking. His brother is cooking an awesome food. And he's like, I'm hungry. I need to eat. Can I tell you something? In a pastoral home, we have fasting prayer almost every other day. Almost every other day, we are fasting and praying at our home back in India. And I love it. But here's the thing. Sometimes when I decide, mom, I'm going to fast. That evening, my mom makes the best biryani in the entire world. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. She makes the best dish in the entire world. And we have, you know, we have visiting guests all day. And she has made something. I'm like, God, are you real? Like, I'm hungry right now. But I'm also fasting. Are you with me, church? Esau walks into the room. He's like, I'm hungry. Can you just give me the stew? And Jacob is very, very cunning here. He's, he's asking, only if you sell your birthright to me. Esau sold his birthright to Jacob. Just because of a bowl of, of stew in exchange. Naboth decided not to sell his inheritance no matter how much money Ahab would offer. Are you with me? Naboth said, as long as I live, I will not give my land away. They killed him to take his land away. And you know the rest of the story, how it goes. God came against that whole king and his family. Ahab and Jezebel and whole family died. And you see how God intervenes when you stand for the walk and the work of God Almighty. Esau said, you know what? Let me just have this too. I am just hungry right now. You made the best food. You want my birthright? Take it away. Who cares? We were twins. Who cares? Take my birthright away. It's fine. Take it away. Naboth said, no. I will not give the land, the blessing that my ancestors have provided just for the king to enjoy. I'm not going to do it. I'm just asking this question to my church family here. If you're watching us online as well. Are we in a place of selling our birthright? Through salvation? We become heirs to the kingdom of heaven through Christ Jesus. 
listen to this. Through salvation in Christ Jesus and through Christ Jesus, we have become heirs and equal participants within the kingdom of God. But for a momentarily blessings that, you know, uh, enjoyments of our life that come into, are we just walking away with that? Pushing the birthright away. Can I tell you, you can make a difference only if you are different. I'm challenging some of my families here. How different are we going to live our life? How different are we going to live our life? Can I have my worship team behind me? How different are we going to live our life? Let me just bring your attention here. For many of us, the greatest obstacle to following Christ is to desire to fit in. And that's the story across this platform, across this room and everybody outside as well. The greatest hindrance, the greatest obstacle to following Christ is the desire to just fit in. A lot of us are doing that. But listen, God's highest calling for you is not your happiness, but your holiness. Two things. And that is why a life that is different lives a life of holiness. What does it mean? What does holiness mean? It doesn't mean I wear a white and white and walk around and looking like angels all around. No, my brother. It's the ways, the work, the walk. The way I deal with people that God has put me around. Am I holy with them? Praise the Lord. The way I interact with people, the way I communicate, the message of the gospel, the message of love with people around me. Holiness attracts God. Holiness attracts the presence of God. Am I holy? Listen, whatever we try to do, we will never be. And that is where the grace of God comes into play. My life, whatever I do, will never be equivalent to what Christ has done. I will always have shortcomings. But I choose to be different though. I choose to walk differently. I choose to behave differently. I choose to engage differently. Why? Because I want to make a difference in this world. And I'm calling my church families today. I want to make a difference. My family wants to make a difference. Husbands listening to me. My family wants to make a difference. Moms listening to me. My family wants to make a difference. Make a commitment. My family will honor God no matter what it takes. I'm not going again uh, uh, with the popular culture, not going with what the world has to offer, but I'm going to declare in the name of Jesus that I'll be different. I choose to be different. It's a choice in our life. I choose. I'm, my life is not for sale. My eternal life is not for sale. My holiness is not for sale. My conscience is not for sale. My salvation is not for sale. My marriage is not for sale. My Christian values is not for sale. My children is not for sale. My future is not for sale. Christ has paid His life for me. And I believe my life and everything God is associated with me is not for sale. 
I want some ministers to rise up here. I want some families to rise up here to declare God, the life that you've given me, the family you've given me, the ministry you've given me, the business you've given me, the children you've given me, they are not for sale. They're not for sale. Give you all rise up in God's house today. I believe the mighty power for name of our almighty God as we make a declaration in this room. I just want to declare, God never says that you must blend in. You are set apart. You are different. The way you make a difference in this world is by being different. The way you make a difference in your society, in your workspace, is by being different, my brothers and sisters. God is calling us. God's calling is the highest calling in our life. Are you with me? God's calling is the highest calling in our life. U.S. Navy might call, U.S. Army might call, but God's calling is the greatest calling in our life. I pray you will honor God's calling in your life through your family. My life is not for sale. Ahab, I will not give my vineyard for sale. My vineyard is not for sale. Not for sale. Every eye closed. I want everybody to meditate on this word for a second. Just to think through and meditate on this. And I pray God is going to bless you. God is going to bless you. Make a decision today. Let your life stand on the decisions you make. Let your, let, let your life stand on the convictions you have today and you're making today. Lord, I just want to be different. I don't want to fit in. I want to be a blessing to somebody's life. Lord, use my words. I want every eyes to be closed. But listen to me, Lord, make a prayer. Lord, use my voice to be a blessing to the others. Lord, use my finances to be a blessing for others. Lord, use my influence to be a blessing to others. Lord, use my future to be a blessing for others. Lord, use my children and the children's children to stand on your word so that they will be a blessing in the world outside. Lord, use me, oh Lord. My life is not for sale. My life is not for sale. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. I'm going to wind up after this. I'm going to pray. Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 says, But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine he drank. Therefore he asked the chief of the eunuchs to allow him not to defile himself. I don't want to do that. The king can give me best of the best royal food. But I have a calling. Greater than the calling of the king. I have an anointing. Greater than the calling of the king. My anointing is not for sale. I don't know how many of you today would say this in this room. My anointing, my calling is not for sale. Some of you, I pray that God is giving you a desire. 
is birthing out a desire to be a voice heard in the wilderness. Make a declaration today. My life is not for sale. Every demons today, I want you to declare that the demons of the hell recognize your voice. When I wake up every morning, it is an eviction notice to every demonic stronghold. And I declare in the name of Jesus, my life is not for sale. My life is not for sale. My family's life is not for sale. My future is not for sale.